0: Gun Sports Radio is sponsored by Love Radio Network. Welcome to Gun Sports Radio, all about shooting, hunting, self-defense, and more. Now, here are the hosts of Gun Sports Radio,
1: Dave Stahl and Lance Pelkey. All right, folks, welcome to FM 96.1 AM 1170, The Answer. I'm Dave, and Lance is eating barbecue, and Michael is making it for him. They're out someplace in the woods shooting and eating. So I got my good buddy Joe Dremisi in the house. How are you doing, Joe?
0: Oh, I'm doing great. Great to be here today.
1: We're going to have fun. By the way, this segment is brought to you by Gun Range San Diego, your Nordstroms of gun ranges. And if you don't believe it, all you have to do is take a trip over there. And it is definitely just like Nordstroms. It's just not the high price. Go to gunrange thegunrangesandiego.com, thegunrangesandiego.com. And you can get all the great deals and benefits. They're right there at 7853 Balboa Avenue in San Diego, 10 to 10, seven days a week. Do not hesitate. All right. Joe uh, is one of the founding board members of San Diego County Gun Owners, and uh, he does a lot of topics, and that will, you can find that on San Diego Gun, County Gun com, San Diego Count, County Gun Owners.com. And you had a pretty interesting topic uh, last
0: week. Yeah, what I wanted to talk about uh, a little bit, something that went on and um, it happened actually in L.A. Uh, about two weeks ago with their city council. And um, what they did, they passed a resolution unanimously, 10 to 0, um, to uh, require contractors doing business with the city to disclose any relationship they have with the NRA. Really? and. Um, yeah and I thought you know I I saw that and it got some news coverage and uh I thought you know that's I, I you know it's not that it's illegal apparently but I mean it it's just not right. No. So um I wrote a story about that and you could uh, you could see the article on our uh, on the San Diego County Gun Owners blog page it was up there we posted it last week. And um so I I kind of shared it around uh, Facebook got a lot of debate on it and it's interesting in that you know they can do that because um if you watch, uh, there's a link on the article, uh, I think there was a guy on, um, on the Tucker Carlson show, uh, a guy who's a radio host, I guess, up in L.A., a guy named um, Ethan, I was his name, Ethan uh, Behrman, and uh, sounds like a liberal radio host up there, and um, you know, he was defending that uh, on Tucker Carlson's show, and he was saying, well, they're just asking for disclosure, they're not really going to do anything. With it. So in other words, you're not going to be punished if you're a contractor. You're just, they yeah. just want to know. But
1: why? Why do they want to know? And
0: well, his argument was transparency. Um, and again, that, it's kind of a ludicrous argument. I mean, there's no reason to know something like that unless you're going to use it against these That's people. That's like
1: asking what religion you are.
0: Well, it is. And that was the point I made in the article. And I, and I use that as an example. I mean, what's next? Is it like, are you associated with the Catholic church or, mm-hmm. or, you know, Jewish organizations or something like that? Um, which is a little bit, I mean, they're kind of protected but you know, I could have just as easily said Planned Parenthood or um, oh, yeah. you know the ACLU, which is the point Carlson made, and um, you know it's really none of their business unless you know if there was a a possibility of a conflict of interest or something like that. Like for instance, if I if I had a company and I built cell phones, I mm-hmm. might want to ask a contractor that's going to work for me if, if they have any relationship with Qualcomm or right, right or something. Yeah, but you know, for that, I mean, it's just. Um, you know the idea is really to again limit free speech and it's just for freedom of association i guess and uh it's interesting because the um the councilman that um that pushed that or came up with that uh, I found another article back in March where he did the same kind of thing and it was a resolution for the l a city council um requesting them or requiring them to boycott contractors that have any uh, formal association with the NRA. Mm. So, you know, it's the same kind of thing and he was doing it before and, you know, aside from it being wrong on a bunch of different levels. And I'd like to, uh, when John calls in, I'd like to get John's opinion on that because he's actually on the line right now because there were a couple of people that were debating that. um, And I know at least one or two of them were attorneys and um, you know, is it legal? Is it not legal? That kind of stuff. But We should be concerned, I think, down here in San Diego, because we're not—you know—we're just down the road from them. Sure. And the city council in Los, in uh, San Diego is not really that far to the right of the city council in Los Angeles. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's something that could happen here. And. One of the things with that is, you know, sometimes when people think about contractors, you're thinking about this big company or that big company. It could be a one-man one contract. I know. I have lots of friends, men and women, that are yeah. contractors that either work on their own or they have two or three people working sure. for them. And these are the people that get hurt with these kinds of, you know, goofy things that, right. that cities do. And, um, you know, like Michael always says, Michael Schwartz um, always says, you know, lawsuits and things like that are okay tools, but the real answer is to elect the right people to get people that just don't do this kind of stuff Mm -hmm. in office. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I kind of made that point in the uh, article a little bit and I wish it was as easy as saying something like, well, you know, you just vote Republican. You don't have to worry about it, but that's not true Mm -hmm. anymore. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I would point to, uh, just, was it a week or two ago? Uh, Michael probably talked about it last time he was on, um, the board of supervisors in San Diego County, um, voted to, uh, restrict shooting on public lands. Right. And again, that's five Republicans, and the vote was three to two up there. So it's you know I wish it was as cut and dried as you just vote one way or the other, but it's not. You really do need to take the time to learn about these people, and that's why it's so important. I think that people get out there and, and really get out there and vote. Let's let's bring John in just for a second and get his opinion. John, how are you doing today? This is uh, John
1: Dillon, folks. He is from Gatsky Dillon and Balance LLP. He's your your main you know source for any type of legal. Uh, actions that you need to get yourself involved in. So what do you think there, John? How's
2: the young guys? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, uh, simply put, this is just uh, another example of the extremism that comes out of the uh, L.A. City Council. You know, this is a, a group of representatives who have kind of, you know, unanimously declared that they're going to, you know, take the mantle against, you know, Gun uh, gun violence by enacting all sorts of absurd laws, regardless of whether it's constitutional. And you know, we have like a high capacity magazine ban within uh, LA city. There's uh, more regulations uh, with regard to purchasing firearms within the, the city of LA. Uh, this is just the next step. And, and as Joe was talking about earlier, uh, the fact their their argument that this this is all about transparency and we're not actually going to do anything. Well they've already put forth a motion before actually trying to boycott. So based off of, you know, NRA connections or affiliations. So uh, you know their intent. They they want you to disclose this, and then they want to, you know, essentially create a blacklist. Uh, they, they want to put people out of business because of their association. And, you know, arguably there are First Amendment, you know, uh, speech and freedom of association, uh, implications here. And, you know, on a broader level, Joe's right. It's like, okay, well, if you do it based off of this, well now, you know, with the, the very progressive LA, you know, if you belong to a church or somewhere else, or, a, you know, a uh, a community group that has certain beliefs that lean more conservative, like, can they start, you know, prohibiting you guys from, you know, holding, uh, meetings within the city. I don't know. Mm. Uh, it's, it's a power grab. It it is a virtue signaling law. Uh, and it's purely meant to, you know, go after the little guys, uh, in every sense of the word, like you guys are saying, they're not going to get all these big old organizations, uh, you know, kind of the stick it to the man type thing. Uh, they're going to cut out people who have the mom and pop you know middle class uh you know contractors and uh, it's you know frankly disgusting and you know i honestly though i wouldn't expect anything else from uh from that city council
0: mm-hmm. yeah and i guess john you know one of the dangers like i was saying is you know we're not that far away from la and i i would hate to see right that kind of thing go on down here i mean we we've had not that quite, quite that kind of thing but i mean you remember um Several months ago, the uh, city council in San Diego, uh, the resolution about resisting the uh, national reciprocity type thing, and you know and that that really has nothing to do with them, but you know it's it's that same kind of mentality, and that I think that's why, like Michael always says, it's so important to get involved and get the right people elected.
2: Oh, of course, I mean, the, there's that example. You have the BLM shooting example. You have the Delmar Fairground gun show examples. I mean. It's crazy. Doing everything they can, uh, okay. and and it's you know this is either state agencies. You know we had the lieutenant governor, uh, you know, and you know candidate for governor, uh, literally write a letter directing you know the, the AG board to, to vote against the, the gun show. Sure. So uh, we have you know legitimate concern even down in San Diego. It's similar to you know other arguments where people are like, well, I'm just going to move out of California because the laws here are crazy, and I'll go somewhere else. Well, the laws that have been born in California have spread to other states, yep. and uh, running away and going to a different city or going to a different state is not going to help anything. It's only going to delay it, and yep. then eventually one day, because you chose to do nothing, uh, you'll find those exact same laws on your doorstep.
1: Exactly. Whenever hey, you let's take a quick break. When we come back, more with John Dillon. Folks, don't forget Triton Gunsmithing, 858-577-0576. Go to TritonGunsmithing.com for all of your gun needs. If you want to upgrade them, get them legal, uh, modify them, fix them, old, new, doesn't make any difference. Trident Gunsmithing Plus, they're your number one stop for hunting, whether it be big game, little game, they all, they handle it all with classes, equipment. They've got it all for you. gunsmithing.com. Stay tuned. John Dillon's on the line right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. Hey, welcome back. You are listening to. Uh, Gun Sports Radio, right here on FM 96 1 AM 1170. The answer. I got Joe Germisi on the line as well. And uh, hey, are you frustrated by the new California laws for ARs? Looking for a cost effective and easy solution that will allow you to keep your AR featureless yet still compliant? Well, Cali Key is where you need to be. Check out Cali Key. Go to CaliKey.com. That's K A L I K E Y.com. Two minutes, you can. Put your whole entire collection uh, right up to, uh, you know, uh, you know compliancy. So don't let everybody come around and take your guns away. Get that thing straightened out with CaliKey.com. All right. Hey, we got John Dillon on the line. John Dillon, it's CAFirearmsLaw.com, CAFirearmsLaw.com. Send him an email, and he will be more than happy to answer it via email. He may even have to give you a call, and if he has to drive, to meet you in an undisclosed area because you're scared to death that you don't want to do it on the phone, which John just had a client the other day, and we won't go into it, but he had to drive a long distance to go see this guy, and hopefully John was able to help him out. So going back to this, you know, I, I can't help it. I must. I came up with this comment, and I, I haven't had a chance to use it on anybody yet, but I'm still a firm believer that all these people that want to take your guns away, What happens when you go to them and say, fine, take our guns away, but how are you going to get the guns out of the criminals? I have yet to hear a solution on that. Have you, John?
2: Well, well, quite honestly, uh, in the history of the United States, uh, anything that the government has tried to ban or prohibit, I can't think of a single thing that they've actually been successful Mm -hmm. at banning and actually prohibiting people from obtaining. uh, In reality, as soon as, you know, and we see this with firearms, we see this with drugs, we see this with everything, as soon as there is even a discussion that hints towards a prohibition or ban of, frankly, anything, Mm -hmm. people will go out, buy them, acquire them, you know, save them and store them up. Uh, we, we are a country with the history, in a society with the history of immediately wanting stuff uh, as soon as the people want to take it away from us. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I honestly, the reality of it, we have over 400 million guns in this country. They're never going to uh, be truly successful. But uh, if that were the case, you know, people, and a large, large majority of people would then have to, you know, make the decision of. Am I going to be a felon, or am I going to comply? Which is always the, the the true issue and the true struggle when you talk about uh, bans and prohibitions and stuff like that. Is you're overnight you're turning people into felons based off of a law. Uh, you know we had that happened with the assault weapon law uh, in California, mm-hmm. the original one back in you know, 2000, and this most recent one, which ended uh, June 30th, 2018. Uh, Literally, uh, one second at 11.59 on June 30th, you are an upstanding citizen with a family and good job, and you didn't hear about a registration process because the state spent uh, literally zero dollars to inform the public uh, of this registration system. And you found out the next day that now you are... uh, a felon who has an illegal possession of an assault weapon mm-hmm. that he bought, you know, 10 years ago. And that's the danger right there. Right. Uh, and, you know, the good thing is I do have a little bit of good news on that front. Uh, and and I, I do stress, it is a little bit of news. <laughs> it is anecdotal in the sense that it is, through my work and my experiences with clients and the DOJ agents that uh, I've had to deal with since uh, June 30th, which every day that increases the number of people that are calling me because of assault weapon technicalities and issues. Um, but uh, I've had a number of people who have contacted my office, uh, clients that we've been able to settle these cases with, but uh, essentially because of all the technical rules and regulations in registering ars a lot of people did it wrong um and you're and there's been a lot of stuff on the news of doj agents coming to people's doors with pictures of certain firearms that they tried to register and uh confiscating those firearms arresting people uh for possession of those firearms because you know you tried to submit uh a bullet button AR that you purchased in 2018 as an assault weapon when you didn't know that you had to own it in tw- before 2017 in order to do so. Um, so one thing that I've always made very clear to all of my clients, to anyone I speak with, and again, I got to say this, the disclaimer is this is not legal advice. There's no attorney client relationship here, but um, yeah. <laughs> uh, when in doubt, if you have, a a firearm that you think could be classified as an assault weapon, the best thing to do, and, you know, frankly, we're mostly talking about AR-15-style firearms, Uh, the best thing to do, even if you have every intention of never taking it out of a safe again, is to disassemble it, at the very least separate the upper and lower Mm -hmm. uh, from each other. Uh, There's a lot of rules in, in the regulations when it comes to the registration of assault weapons. We are still waiting on the DOJ to get their enforcement regulations approved for assault weapons. Uh, And, you know, so there's all sorts of problems with that. But um, I've had a number of clients who have inadvertently, unintentionally, you know, submitted uh, a firearm in the wrong format, uh, not in compliance. And they've had DOJ uh, contact them. Uh, and the number one thing that has helped that situation is once law enforcement or DOJ sets eyes on that firearm, the firearm is not fully assembled and does not, uh, fully function and it does not have all the features of an assault weapon. So, uh... If, when in doubt, always best to disassemble your firearm. Disassemble that AR-15 style firearm uh, until you are sure that you know. If you if you've registered it and you have a pending status,
1: yeah, leave it apart.
2: Uh, on, yeah, to separate it. You know, and just wait till you get that confirmation. Uh, and and even if you get the confirmation, yeah. consider storing it, transporting it, doing all of the above. Separate it. It just. It gives you an extra level of protection if for any odd reason you have law enforcement, DOJ officials uh, inspecting your firearm or wanting to take a look at your firearm. It gives you that little extra layer of protection.
1: Let me ask you a question, John, and let's see if this is a loaded question. Excuse the pun. So they come to your house and you know they want to see your, your firearms. What is your legal right to pull out your cell phone and turn on the video device and videotape this whole conversation, photographing the gun that it is a part laying on the t- or Is there any, will they get after you for that? Is that illegal? Or can you protect yourself? Because you know as well as I do, if you turn around and say, well, it was all a part, all they have to say is, no, it wasn't. And it's you against them.
2: Yeah, so again, and it's part of the reason why it was, uh, really good you know for clients that they were in the situations like that but you know they called a the lawyer right away and we made sure that the setting that you know the first time the DOJ saw the firearms uh, they saw them disassembled and we made sure of that. We made sure there's multiple people uh, and it was documented Uh, and the necessary forms, photographs, and paperwork were completed Mm -hmm. in order to have that paper trail and make sure that, hey, this is how it's done.
1: Do they come to to you unannounced, or do they give you fair warning that they're coming? The DOJ? Yeah.
2: Uh, From my experience, it's a knock on the door.
1: Okay, so if they knock on the door, you can say, before I let you in, I need to contact my lawyer.
2: Yeah, uh, you do not have to open your door unless there is a search warrant. Uh, you don't have to, and it, your question with filming, uh, you have every right to film Good. on forfeit right. uh, and inform them that I am video and audio recording, and I, that is to say, you may get some pushback by doing something like that. Oh, and, sure. You know, there's all sorts of cases you can see online where, you know, you have law enforcement that have a problem with being filmed, uh, and yeah, it can complicate things. It can, you know, escalate the uh, you know the tension of the situation. Mm-hmm. But if you feel that you sincerely need to, or feel you should do something like that, you have every right to do so. Uh, you know, if uh, they have a search warrant and they're, you know, well, the environment, the environment. Other than that, I would never open the door. I would never consent to any search whatsoever. I would never even answer a single question unless I was you know, Unless I had to. But you have a Fifth Amendment right.
1: Sure. You're never
2: do incriminate yourself. You have a Fifth Amendment right to a lawyer. So you can remain silent. You truly can just right. not say a word. Yeah. And rarely does it help to try to explain the situation. You've got to remember, even if the officers or agents are sympathetic to your situation. They do not prosecute. No. Their entire job is to make arrests, fill out the report. That's it. It then goes to a prosecutor and he makes the decision. So it does not matter if you have a good rapport with that officer. They have honestly no power to sway the DA, the city attorney or whoever's prosecuting the case. It's their decision. So, Mm The fact that officer's nice, or he's being cordial, they're trained to do so. They're trained to lie to get more information out. It's just better never to talk to him. And I say that having really good friends that are law enforcement, sure. I tell them all the time. I'm surprised I'm still friends with you. I don't want to talk to you It's yeah. to mess around because they know it too. Sure. And, and Truly honest law enforcement will tell you, yeah, don't, don't ever talk if it's an official contact. Link. Right. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> You'll never help yourself.
1: No. All right, buddy. Hey, thank you very much for, for enlightening us, even though it wasn't as good news as I was hoping for. But at least you gave us some good – because intimidation is one of the tools that these guys use, and you just need to be strong and, let's say, show a warrant to come to your home and, and and search your home. You don't have to say a word. All you have to say is, I'm contacting my lawyer. Go get a subpoena. There you go. All right, buddy. Hey, thanks a lot, folks. You need to check out that man right there, John Dillon. Go to CAFirearmsLaw.com. CAFirearmsLaw.com. John will help you out, keep you out of trouble. Thanks, buddy. All right. Hey, coming up next, we got Casey from Gun Range San Diego. You'll definitely want to hang out and check these guys out. Nordstrom's at Gun Ranges, 7853 Balboa Avenue. 10 to 10, seven days a week. Go to TheGunRangeSanDiego.com for more information. Stay tuned. FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to Gun Sports Radio. I'm Dave. He is Joe this is FM one AM 1170, The Answer, and uh, this segment is brought to you by Gun Range San Diego at 7853 Balboa Avenue in San Diego, 10 to 10, seven days a week. They are the Nordstroms of Gun Ranges. They've got all kinds of specials going on, and they've got the grand day, December 7th. Make sure you mark your calendar. we got Casey on the line. Hey, Casey, how you doing, bud? Pretty good. How are you guys doing? Ah, you busy over there at Gun Range San Diego? uh yes yeah, getting pretty busy today
3: yeah we well, got almost all of our lanes filled up so
1: yeah well I'm keeping busy all the motorsports is over with some of the what do they call that football games are going on i don't know we don't <laughs> since the san diego chargers are gone we could care less so what do you got for us today
3: so we got the grand old day coming up december 7th it's going to be on a friday uh it's going to start around 5 p.m go till we close it's pretty much going to be all weapons from World War II. Uh, oh, sorry, World War One, World War Two, Korea, Vietnam. And basically, just going to be showcasing. I'm going to have a couple display tables out. Certain people are going to bring in guns. I'm bringing my own 1903 Springfield in. Uh, we're going to have a couple M1 Garands, some M39 finishes. And basically, just going to be checking them all out. And then a couple of those guns are going to be on our rental range, where people can come up and rent them and shoot them.
1: Uh... And, so it's, uh, gonna be, it's gonna you, be a good day. Yeah, and do you uh, encourage period correct uniforms?
3: Um, well, it's kind of hard to get things like that nowadays. But hey, if somebody shows up, it, we'll take pictures of them. It'll be cool.
1: Dude, I couldn't get my I couldn't get my dress pff, not for loving her money nor a pair of fatigues uh,
3: or oh, a Oh, I know. I, mine are mine are hanging up in my closet. And I look at them and uh, I do too. I, I might have let myself go just a tad, yeah. but. I shine my brass every
1: once in a while just because I hated doing it when I was in the military. So I figure it's a good thing to do it now. And then that and spit shine shoes. You're going to love this. This When I was in the army, it was back in the sixties. And and one of the guys I was in the army with, his dad started Amway. And and I don't know if you, okay. You're familiar with Amway. You know, it's all kind of cleaning products and stuff. Well, he sent us, he sent us this aerosol can dude that you shook it up sprayed it on your dress shoes, there's not a spitball on the planet that was as shiny yeah. as these shoes. We won all the awards until about three weeks in, the shoes start cracking. <laughs> it literally cracked the – I mean, it ruined the shoes,
3: so – I would always use Lysol for my core frames because it keep them nice and shiny. But the instant you get a scuff on it, you're just like, "Well, and there goes my whole day."
1: Oh, uh, Lysol! I had never thought of that one. I wish I uh-huh. would have known about. But this yeah, Amway Lysol's product, really shiny. Yeah, this Amway product was awesome until it yeah. cracked all the shoes. The whole squad got no. We got in so much trouble, you would not believe it. But, yeah, the Navy. I see the Navy. They still kind of shine the. It's interesting.
3: It went from shining their whole boots to just the tip of their boots and it's very interesting to see when they're walking around they got these shiny little toes and it's really it's, mild, it's mildly entertaining.
1: Yeah, mildly entertaining. So and that's a good point because a lot of the folks at work at Gun Range San Diego are ex-military or retired yep, military. Yep.
3: We have a couple marines, a uh, couple navy guys here, so we have a good demograph. Yeah,
1: yeah. And the thing that's neat about it and and what I like about Gun Range San Diego is You love bringing in new shooters, you know, because there are some shops out there that are not real keen on it. In other words, if you don't know which end to shoot, we don't want you in anywhere near our range where you guys will take folks in and you actually kind of look forward to chatting with people that never shot before.
3: It's true. It's true. We get a lot of foreign nationals in here, and we love teaching them how to shoot, and that's why we have our RSOs in the range, mm-hmm. and that's what we're there for. We're not just going to rent a gun out to somebody, just throw them in there, and say good luck. It's just not how we are. We want people to have a fun, safe environment, right. and that's why we're there. We put them through the paces, show them how to load correctly, how to sight incorrectly, and just let them have a good time.
0: Right. You know, hey, Casey, this is Joe, and um, you know, the, having the RSO on the range is really a good touch. I think for that too. RSO stands for oh, I'm sorry, Range Safety range Officer. Safety officer. So uh, yep. that's a good touch for um, for having new shooters there because I know that's so, a lot of ranges don't do that and that's right. you know one of the things that's that's a little bit frightening kind of, frightening I guess to some of us <laughs> if you go to a range when you see people that that don't you know, know what the heck they're doing they're waving the gun every which right, away. Right, yeah, yeah so it's uh it's very nice you probably saw the um, there was a little video clip floating around the <laughs> internet a little while ago with uh, the guy doing the selfie with the handgun. And yeah, Arso was right on him, and that was uh, that was good. great. But I think you see well, that kind of stuff out there.
3: Well, he was he was taking a selfie, but he's pointing the gun at his friend's head to take the selfie. Oh
0: my God!
3: And it's just so you know, you have to be safe and have a fun environment here. But some people just don't pay attention to things like that, and that's what we're there for—to right. make sure that everybody is in there safe and can enjoy things. And we're not there to be on anybody's cases over and over and over. We just let them know, hey. Keep the muzzle down range. Have right. a good time. Don't go waving around. If you have something go wrong, let us know. Right. We are here to help you.
1: Exactly. I mean, yeah, it's – yeah, no, I mean, I can't – that that little story just gave me cold chills just, just yeah. thinking about it. But, you know, uh, and,
3: and things do happen, but, you know, you just have to be cautious, and that's why we have two or three guys in there watching the entire time, and it's just to prevent things like that. Yeah, those people no,
0: are – well, again, most people are pretty safe and reasonable right. with that. But, I mean, really? a lot of you know, new people, sometimes they get excited. And it's, you know, it's like, oh, yep. look, I just hit that, and they, they Especially swing when the way goes, around yeah. with the gun. Or the yeah. first
1: time it fires, their yep. recoil could be dangerous as they go, hey, did you see that? And they're spinning around. Well, I've got a great one for you, Casey. You're going to love this story. So my dad, before I moved to San Diego back in the... Uh, late 70s he gave me a revolver 38 he was a police officer at the time mm-hmm. and he says here you go yada 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 and I said oh, okay you know I took it with me and I would never really shot it and I had a chance to shoot it at the police range down there and it was a Lemon Grove or Raptor 94 so anyway so I go out there you know and I'm with a couple of my police officer buddies and I says alright let's see how this thing fires I, and the guy on the right and the guy on the left dropped to the ground I guess the the unit to where you put your bullets in, the the chamber, uh-huh. was so wore out that it shot the wadding out either side of the gun <laughs> and smacked both of them with wadding. Needless to say, that was the last time i have been to that range, and I sold a gun. But those are the <laughs> kinds of things that happen. I mean, I would not in a million years would I have known that that was going to happen. Thank goodness it was just wadding, and it wasn't anything to hurt anybody. Yeah.
3: Yeah, exactly. I mean, when it comes to gun ranges, weird things happen that you wouldn't think happen, but that's why you have to be cautious. Right. Eye pro on, ear pro on. I mean, even when I'm shooting outdoor ranges, I always keep eye protection on just in case. You know, and a lot of people think they're too good for that. It's like, uh, your eyes, you kind of need, you know, so safety is always our first precaution here.
1: It's like riding a Harley, you know. Exactly. You got to wear the gear. If you're not wearing the gear, I seen a guy today on shorts. Flip-flops, a tank top, and a beanie helmet screaming down her freeway about 80 miles Yeah. Are you, you know, freaking kidding me? It, it goes back to
3: just because you can do it doesn't uh-huh.
1: mean you should. That's a fact. I mean, granted, I don't like you telling me I have to wear a helmet. That's my choice. Right. Okay, I'll wear it, but don't be yelling at me if I don't. If I decide not to wear it, which I would never
3: do, I will do this under my
1: own free will,
3: That's under right. protest. But I'll do it.
1: That's exactly right. Hey, talking about some of the uh, training that goes on at uh, Gun Range San Diego, how does somebody? So, how does somebody if they don't? They've never been to the range. They just are dying to shoot. They won't go by themselves, so they bring a neighbor, a friend, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, or or what have you. What would be your recommendation? Should they call? Should they make an appointment? Can they show up? What what would be your recommendation?
3: Well, they can do any of those. I mean, most of our range, it's all first come, first serve. You can do... Um, appointments ahead of time, and then you can also do rent an RSO. So if you aren't fully confident in your skills, you can rent one of those RSOs to stand there and help you the entire time. Mm -hmm. Now that's up to you if you want, but the rest of us RSOs in there, we have uh, new shooters that come in. They come up to us, say, Hey, I've never shot a gun before. Cool. I'm here to help you. Take them up to the booth. We show them the ins and outs, how to operate the firearm, how to aim safely and correctly. And that's what we go through there. So as I said earlier, we're not just throwing them in there and saying good luck. Mm-hmm. It's just not how we are. We want everybody to have a good time. So we spend time there and help people, and it's not just new shooters. We'll go up and down the line. And we'll see some people that are more experienced, but they are still say they're shooting low. We'll tell them, hey, you know, you kind of jerking the trigger there. I'm watching it from back here. Try doing a slow, steady squeeze, and we're there to help everybody. So we bring all their shots up, and we're not, you know, a lot of our RSOs in there are very experienced Pretty much with almost every firearm we get in there, we know how to use it. So we have some people that, you know, bring a new rifle in and it jams up. And we'll help them out, you know, get some grease for them, stuff like that. So pretty much any issue that happens in there, we take care of it.
1: Excellent. Well, that, that's, that's so important because, you know, the confidence is what you need. you got to have good confidence, you know, when you go to a range like that. Otherwise, you're not going to have any fun.
3: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, you know, like the, first, the first thing that I talk to with new shooters, I always ask them, are you afraid of a gun? And some people say yes, and I ask them, well, why? It's a piece of metal. You know, it's not going to do anything until you tell it to. And it kind of gives them that little mentality that you are in control of this thing. Right. Um, so it kind of helps alleviate any. I mean, there's no accidents on ranges. It's only negligence. So if your gun doesn't accidentally go off, it's because you had your finger on the trigger and you pulled it, so right. that's what we 're there for is to kind of instill those things we have make sure everybody reads our rules and regulations before they even go in the range.
1: now, what if they don't have any equipment? What if they don't have ear protection, they don't have eye protection they don't even own a, they don't even own a <laughs> firearm, and they just come to you, but they want to learn. can you provide have, can you provide all yeah. that with them for them? We can. We have
3: eye protection, ear protection targets, multiple guns on the rental range We pretty much have everything they'll need okay.
1: Do they get to keep the tro- the target once it's fired into?
3: Absolutely. Yeah. We try to make sure that they, uh, well, you know, we try to help them have a good group so they can take it home, put it up on their wall. Um, I like to joke around with we'll have couples come in and they'll take the hostage target out there. <laughs> and I always tell them, it's like, all right, if you shoot the uh, hostage, you're buying dinner.
1: There you they go. get a good
3: chuck out of it. But I always check them after they come out. You know, we're very personal. We're not just to sit there and be sickers. We're having a good time in the range. We're always smiling. And we just want people to have a – you know, a lighter mood of being in a gun range because it can be scary, especially indoors. It can be a little loud, but we just want them to be comfortable. Right.
1: And as long as you're wearing the protection, the loudness is not a big issue. It really is.
3: Right. Yeah. It's... You, you get used to it. And I mean, every once in a while, somebody bring a bigger gun in there and it kind of they'll oh. take that first shot. And everybody looks at the range. are like, Oh my God, what was that? I'm like, well, <laughs> that was a 50 caliber desert Eagle. And yeah. everybody wants to take pictures and stuff, but yeah.
1: that's just yeah, Casey. That's just Casey down there with his big toy. I know how that goes don't mind me down here you got it all right buddy hey thank you very much for taking time out and uh and tell jason he lost his job i think you did a phenomenal <laughs> job my man thank you all, all right you folks. the gun range san diego the GunRangeSanDiego san diego.com you do need to get down there check that joint out and, and look up casey he'd love to chat with you all right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, I'm leaving, and Joe Gervisi is going to take care of the rest of the show because he is on the hook right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170, The Answer. All right, folks. Hey, welcome. This is... Got sports radio right here on FM ninety six one in North County, AM eleven seventy in San Diego. We are the answer. You can catch us on the free KCBQ app. You can listen to iHeartRadio. You can get on the computer. Whatever you need to do, you can do it. And you know, you gotta you know really enjoy a show like this. We work really hard to give you the right stories. We got Joe Germisi in the house. And before we go, hey. Do you or any of your family members keep a taser, pepper spray, firearms, or any other weapon for personal protection? Well, that's great. So, do you have, or are you going to get a CCW? Well, that's good. But what would you do if you got involved in an incident? What would happen if you got pulled over, and maybe you were taking one of your firearms to the to the gunsmith, and it wasn't, uh, you know, wasn't, uh, you know, uh, con- or put in a position to where it could be transported legally? And you end up in jail? Well, who's going to take care of your bail and and a lawyer fee? Well, check this out. For $10 a month, that's right, no strings attached, $10 a month, you can have peace of mind by knowing a 24-hour hotline and legal representation is waiting for you and your family. That's right. It's not $10 per person. It's $10 for the whole family. That's firearms legal protection. Go to www.firearmslegal.com, firearmslegal.com. .com or you can call them at 844-367, I'm sorry, 357-9400, 844-357-9400. Tell them you heard it right here on Gun Sports Radio. So, Joe, I said it says here in big, bold letters, Joe
0: has another gun topic. Joe always has another gun topic. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, we'll talk about Joe's last weekend because Joe did some cool stuff last What'd you weekend. Do? So um, I worked at a uh, – actually, what I got to do was I, I met Judy Wells last weekend. Mm. So, uh, and, and who is Judy Wells, for people uh, that may uh, not know? I'll have to get to that here. Ah. So the, uh, the story with that is I worked a um, Women on Target event. Um, and this is something that's – it's sponsored by the NRA. And the uh, Lemon Grove Rod and Gun Club do um, – they do four of these a year. And um, they do them out at their range up in Alpine. And what they are, it's, uh, they're aimed at women, um, cause it's a, it's a strictly women, uh, woman event. Mm -hmm. And, uh, they aim at women that, um, are either first time shooters or have very minimal, um, experience with firearms. And what they do is, uh, they limit it to 40 women and, um, they, uh, they have a, um, they they come up there and they do an hour long probably safety briefing they talk about firearms and different things. And then they split them up into three groups and there's a group that goes to the pistol area, a group that goes to the rifle area, and a group that goes to the shotgun area. And they pair each woman up with a mentor mm-hmm. and um, they spend about an hour in each area shooting handguns and then they rotate and they shoot rifles, they rotate and they shoot um and they shoot shotguns. And um it's really not I've done three of them now, I think. So, so you're one far. of the instructors? Yeah. And, um, and I've done three of them. I think the next one is in January on the mm-hmm. 13th. And um, Eric and Sue Johnson put these things together with a whole bunch of volunteers. They really do a great job. Right. But, um, as I was working there, I met Judy Wells for the first time. Judy is the head of, um, a group in San Diego, the San Diego chapter of a girl and a gun. And, um, this is a women's group that, um, that promotes firearms and, you know, good safe firearm practice with women. And um, it's very interesting because, uh, you know, I, I said, oh, okay, that's something like the well-armed woman. And she's saying, no, no, it's a little bit different. And um, mm-hmm. they, um, they're, they seem to be a lot more focused um, on, on just having fun and having an enjoyable, fun time there with different things, uh, with, you know, firearms-related stuff. They do different shooting events and different educational events and things like that. And um, you so just went, have fun. They do, yeah, and it's, um, you know, and, and, um, and I know, like, uh, Wendy and some other people I know from uh, from the Well-Armed Women, that's another great organization, too, mm-hmm. but it is, if you look at their websites, they are a little bit different, and you do notice a difference there, and um, I want to try to get, uh, see if we can get Judy to call in here uh, in another week or two and just talk about her group, but the, um, the Women on Target thing was a lot of fun, and um, that was a great thing, and that was last Sunday, Saturday, um, Talk about my T-shirt. Uh, Saturday um, participated in the uh, the Waves charity shooting match, and this is the third uh, annual one of those that they did. And uh, this is put on by the Linea de Fuego um, Club, USPSA Club, and they shoot up at Paula at the uh, range up there, the uh, North County Shooters Association range near the mm-hmm. casino. And what the Waves organization is, um, the uh, they work with disabled veterans, veterans that have been badly injured, that are missing limbs and things like that. And this came about um, during, it was, uh, it was originally a university study where they were introducing uh, disabled veter- veterans into scuba diving and as a way uh, to help the veterans cope with those, the disabling and uh, injuries and things that they had. And during the course of the study, they found that the, the psychological impact or effect of the scuba diving, getting out in the water and being kind of weightless and doing that kind of stuff, um, had a pretty long lasting effect, helping the uh, veterans cope with their injuries and things. And the study eventually ended, they ran out of money. So a couple of people put together their own project, their charity, and that's the waves project. Mm. So, um, Linnea de Fuego got together with them and they've done this, uh, shooting match now for this. This was the third annual one they did uh, this last uh, weekend. And, uh, if you remember Saturday, it was a little bit rainy and, um, it was uh, it was actually pretty entertaining there because it rained probably the first half of the match. And there was uh, probably about 120 people wow. there. The match actually sold out in 24 hours this year. And um, some of the uh, stages were just... Like, there was easily six inches of mud in stage one. Uh, there was a guy that had a shoe sucked off of his foot <laughs> in the middle of his uh, stage when he was shooting. Um, so uh, it was a lot of fun, but it raised a lot of money. And um, and that was a good thing. And I saw the... Uh, they usually have uh, they do the national anthem there, and they'll usually have a, a singer which they had this time. they had the uh, Marine Corps mounted color guard, which I hadn't seen before so really? you got you got four Marines on horseback with the flags interesting and um, it started off with that, but it was uh, it was a great event it was a lot of fun even even with the rain and um, you know the rain cleared up after about the first four stages so uh, but uh, it was a lot of fun so that was um, kind of last week's event
1: so have they found with scuba diving you know they got real positive. Results are they finding the same thing with with this shooting experience since they've been doing it? What three years?
0: Um, yeah, they have because the the shooting experience wasn't wasn't so much with the the veterans or the disabled oh, veterans. Okay. It was um it was a regular match to raise money for for the, the wage gotcha. group, and okay. I I think we raised probably about fifteen thousand this year. I, don't, I haven't seen the number this year, uh-huh. but it was similar to that last year. Wow, and um you know it's it's um very similar to the the typical USPSA matches that we do up at Palo every mm-hmm. other weekend. Um, there was a few more stages. I think there was eight stages, and they added rain and mud this time. Yeah, but uh, that's a little bit different. <laughs> um, but everybody had a lot of fun. It was uh, it was good to do a big barbecue. Um, lots of the local gun shops and people in the industry donate uh, gifts and things, so they have big raffles. And that's another and that's how they raise the money. Yeah, exactly. So, um, what's
1: it cost to to be part of it?
0: Uh, I believe it cost $80, and okay. $80 gets you a nice T-shirt like the one yeah. I've got on. Yeah, you look very nice and, in red. Uh, yeah, it's flashy this year. It changes colors every year. I think they started out with black. It was green last year. This now you're red. red. Um, but, yeah, $80 gets you that. I think it gets you a raffle ticket um, and the chance and to food shoot. And food. That's, that's the right, most important
1: part. Even if you are trying to lose weight, it's <laughs> right. probably good barbecue
0: too, huh? Just like Michael and Lance. Just uh,
1: like Michael and Lance. <laughs>
0: So, yeah, that was, um, so but, do you know the website or do you just um, turn around and I can read it? No, nah, I could probably turn around. You could read it. If, uh, if just you just go to type waves. in the waves project okay. on Google, it'll know what you're looking for. Right. And, um,
1: and I highly recommend folks that you do this, that you get
0: involved in these groups because you never know. Is there an age limit? Uh, no, there isn't. There are Take your kids. there are kids there that that shot uh, all the way up to people that were well older beyond me anyway, and, and definitely uh, beyond me. Right, and, and they definitely shoot really well. So now there there are people um, uh, easily in their seventies there, sure. all the way down to young kids, right, and uh, men and women. It's a great experience, and there's shooters. Um, You know, there's shooters that I know that shoot at the grandmaster, master master level. They're there all the way down to people that are having fun, you know, just beginning. So, uh, yeah, it's great. It's a great event. I think that's
1: awesome. Uh, And we can't end the show without talking about San Diego County gun owners, which is a a near and dear to your heart. You're one of the founding uh, board members. Not a founding board member, but really close. Well, it says here, founding (laughs) board member. Yeah, Lance goofed it out Lance doesn't lie. But, and and so I feel like a founding. member. So tell the folks a little bit about, I mean, we talk about it all the time, but from your perspective,
0: um, with the San Diego County gun owners, what I like about, um, that organization and we're up to uh, almost 1300 people now, and, um, just under three years old, I think. And, um what's nice about San Diego County gun owners is we work on just exclusively in San Diego County. Mm-hmm. So we work at trying to get uh, pro second amendment um, people elected to office throughout the County. There's um, I believe 18 city councils mm-hmm. in San Diego County. So we work um, trying to get council members elected, mayors, uh, supervisors. Um, and actually now if you look at our, um, if you go to the website, saniegocountygunowners.com, um you'll see a voter endorsement list so uh we have um or not a voter endorsement list a candidate endorsement list i guess right. what it is um but we uh we endorse candidates on school boards um other vetted too, I might add. Different things. we do we start out with a um start out with a questionnaire and then uh michael schwartz our executive director pretty much talks to each one of those candidates and then based on um what michael learns what the questionnaire says uh, we go to our board and our board discusses each one and we make a uh, decision we're going to endorse or we're not going to right endorse. wow that's just absolutely awesome
1: well hey man that's been a fun hour i always enjoy having you here hey okay, it's always fun being here nobody brought us any barbecue so we know how that we know how that rolls hey but we do want to thank all our show sponsors number 1 san diego county com. number 1 number 1 our founding advertiser, thegunrange san diego.com, thegunrange san diego.com, John Dillon with CA Firearms firearmslegal.com to keep you protected, and Trident to keep your guns in good condition, and Cali Key, which keeps you legal, K A L I K E Y.com. Thank you very much, folks. Make sure you stop by next week for another show, and make sure you tell everybody out there that. You heard it right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170, The Answer.